everyone. Welcome to the MRP Tech Podcast. This is episode 167. My name is Matt, and this is the weekly podcast discussing everyday tech for everyday people. This week's episode is always my favorite episode to do every single year. And usually the first week in December, what I like to do is I like to talk about my favorite audiobook reads from the entire year thus far. Every year that I've done this podcast, I have spoken about the fact that I have an Audible subscription, the fact that I usually switch back and forth from podcast listening to audiobook listening. And with that, I have a wide range of topics that I really enjoy learning about. I enjoy reading about anything from technology topics, the history of technology, to um, local stories from from where I live, to some of the great uh, publications that are out there, that have been out there for years and years and years, to other things like popular culture, Cold War era stories, history, science, great courses, list goes on and on and on. And usually when I do this type of episode, the way that I structure it is that the best my selection for the best audiobooks for 2019 are not selections that came out this year that were published this year. They just happen to be books that I read during the year. So when I do that like in this sort of way, these shows often are uh, a a great way to get anybody interested in audiobooks or to maybe hear about an audiobook that they were unaware of. And you can actually go back to some previous episodes of this podcast all the way back to episode 37, I believe. Actually, it's episode 20, um, excuse me, episode... 37 of the MRP Tech Podcast is when I uh, first started doing this, Best Audiobooks of 2016. And it's just some of my favorite reads. And on the way to work this morning, I listened to uh, both episodes 79 of this podcast and episode 124 of this podcast, also my yearly roundup of audiobooks. And the episodes really hold up after even just a couple of years. They're still great audiobook reads. So if you haven't listened to those episodes and you're an audiobook listener, take a listen to those previous episodes and you might find something that you heard you, you've never heard before. And maybe it's it's something that you would be interested in. Now for me, I have an Audible subscription. I'm not sponsored by Audible in any way whatsoever. Audiobooks are just fun for me because I spend a lot of time in the car and that's how I spend my time reading. I'm a very busy person. I don't have time to sit down and just read for an hour every day. So so audiobooks really fit the format uh, for my life. I really enjoy listening to them and I, I like to share them with all of you every year. And some of these I, I do bring up in shows occasionally if there's a topic that I'm interested in, I tell you about them. But every year this is like a top 10 countdown to my favorite audiobooks of the year. So I always preface it with the following statement. 
when I complete an audiobook with Audible, there's a rating system that you can give. And I'm pretty particular about how I rate audiobooks because I know in the future, if I want to come back and listen to it, I don't want to listen to a book that I wasn't a big fan of before. So in Audible, after you're done listening to a book, you can give it an overall rating, a rating by performance, and a rating by the story itself. So these are five stars each. And as I go through, I'm going to start um, sort of with some of the books that didn't get five stars for the year. Uh, and as I approach the, the number one book of the year, th- that book will, of course, obviously, um, as we get closer to one, they, they will be five-star review books. Okay, so starting at number 10. This book was a book that I had heard of for years. I wasn't all that interested in it at first, but it does tell a compelling story about one of the uh, early pioneers of computer hacking before computer hacking was illegal, before, say, the governments really understood the laws that needed to be in place. And this is called The Art of Deception, Controlling the Human Element of Security, written by Kevin Mitnick, and it's narrated by Nick Sullivan. It's 13 hours and 41 minutes. This book is a fascinating story, a true life story about Kevin Mitnick, uh, who was a person who grew up in California, I believe, didn't have necessarily the greatest uh, life, let's say, but learned tricks to sort of get around the system. And when he was sort of doing these things, it wasn't quite illegal, but there's a lot of questionable things that he did during his life, like learning how to uh, phone freak, making free phone calls by manipulating people over the phone to, to get access to phone lines that he shouldn't have. And uh, basically what happened is after a series of events, uh, going to certain schools and using computers at certain colleges, um, and always trying to push the limits on what he could do, not necessarily to gain information or to, to steal information from other people, but just for the fact that he could do it. Um, this story is very disturbing in the sense that he didn't realize this was wrong as he was doing this. And he thought that he was always in the right. And what eventually ended up happening, and he was eventually uh, became wanted by the FBI. And he actually was staying one step of ahead of the FBI by basically hacking um, the FBI. And there was a whole process in the book and I'm not going to get into spoilers. I won't, I won't give the book away, but basically, um, eventually he did go to jail and there was this movement in the country that was the, the, basically the free Kevin movement, which many people thought he was wrongly, um, incarcerated. He was eventually released and now he is a, uh, security expert who travels the world talking about, um, you know, keeping your information secure, how people like him tend to work. And um, you can see a lot of his things on YouTube, a lot of his demonstrations on YouTube. His name is Kevin Mitnick again. So the book itself, it's a compelling story. I gave it an overall three stars. 
Uh, the performance I gave three stars, and the story I gave three stars. It was a it was a fascinating read, and the narration was was pretty good. The thing that I didn't like about it was that it was spun in in a way, and it, it was written by Kevin Mitnick, so it's spun in his point of view about his whole entire life, and there was definitely some stretching of the truth in in the book, and there was definitely. It was definitely very opinionated, and I wish we had got a little bit more of say, the other side of things from like the law enforcement side, um, because there were so many points at which you know you, you could have when when he was w- working on something or hacking something or manipulating someone. There's so many points where he should have just said this is enough and should have stopped, but he couldn't stop, and he kept going and kept going and kept going, and ultimately uh, he paid the price for it. So it's a very interesting book, um, not at all about really controlling the human element of security, um, but even though it's labeled as that, it's more of a biography of, of Kevin Mitnick. And if you're interested in um, crime in any way or if you're interested in computers or any way, it's definitely a good read to check out. Number nine is a book that I talked about on this show probably back in January. And for me, it had a lot of local impact. And I talked a bit about the the Showtime series, uh, Escape at Denimora, produced by Ben Stiller. And this book is a great reading of uh, all the information um, what happened at the the what's now kind of a world famous prison break at uh, Denimora Correctional Facility in Denimora, New York, which literally was ten miles from my house. And when I talked about it on the show, I basically you know th- there's nothing special about m- my experiences with that escape because everybody in my area went through something similar. But having a, an avenue of of being able to talk about it on a podcast, I felt that it was an interesting topic to talk about. And uh, when the series came out, I sort of talked a little bit about the series and a little bit about the, the, the actual events from what we heard as being local. This book, Wild Escape, The Prison Break from Denimora and the Manhunt that Captured America, written by Chelsea Rose Martius, narrated by Christopher Price, and Lisa Stathopoulos, six hours and 52 minutes, uh, released on March 20th, 2018. Um, This book is, and I read a few different books about the prison break, and this book was probably the the best written out of all the the books on, on the topic, and I'm not going to say titles, but there are a couple of other books, and there's one in particular, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, which one it was. I actually had to return the book. I started it, and um, I, in the first five minutes, there was three inaccuracies about the area, and I realized the author uh, was just trying to make money and um, basically didn't do a whole lot of research about the area and about the the incident itself and with those inaccuracies i didn't even want to listen to the rest of the book so i returned it and um and 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 couldn't couldn't go on with it this book wild escape was 
as far as I know, a very accurate representation of what happened. And it's kind of neat from a local perspective, kind of reliving everything that did happen and hearing about it and then realizing what was actually going on behind the scenes. Just a compelling story. And I rated it for an overall performance. Uh, Overall, I gave it five stars. Performance uh, by the narrator narrators I should say performance is five stars and the story itself I gave four stars um, highly highly recommend if you're interested in prison break stories or if you watch the Showtime series Escape at Denimora definitely a worthwhile read all right coming in at number eight is a book that I wanted to read for years and just haven't had a chance to get to it and one of my favorite book series out there was the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I started reaching, reading Hitchhiker's Guide years ago and went on to book two, three, four, five. And I had learned about book six. Was, it was not written by the original author, uh, but it was sort of, conti- of a continuation of the story. So this is the uh, book six of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's called And Another Thing written by um, Ian Coffer, I believe, E-O-I-N. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that name. Narrated by Simon Jones, the sixth book of the series. This book is 10 hours and 22 minutes long. It came out in 2009. And basically it takes place where the story of Hitchhiker's Guide left, left, off, left out. And it really is like a, a return to the Hitchhiker's Guide. And the reason why I didn't listen to this book for so long was because of the different author. And I started reading the reviews on this book and the reviews were quite pleasant. Uh, everybody really enjoyed the book and many people said it was written in the style of the original Hitchhiker's Guide. And it took me a while to come around to the book, but when I did, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a, it was such a treat to go back to that storyline and to see where the characters went from there. So, highly recommend it. I'm not going to spend not spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, four stars all around overall performance and story. Uh, not a not a book that is is a very deep book. You know, it's not it's not um, going to make you think about reevaluating your life or anything like that but but if you're a fan of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy series uh and you have made it through all first five books book six is definitely worth checking out all right so coming in at number seven i'm going to cheat a little bit here and you know what it's my show so i can do that so over the last few months i have been listening to something that i I wasn't sure if I wanted to listen to at all, and I was reluctant to. I, I purchased a series of books more as a fan of, of the movies, and I wanted to see what the differences were between the audiobooks and the movies. And I did a whole episode a few weeks ago about my lead up into the, the release of Star Wars Episode Nine and what I was doing for that. So what I ultimately ended up doing is I started... Uh, listening to the Star Wars movie audiobook series. And there are like, I don't know, 40 or 50 audiobooks in the Star Wars universe. And I'm not interested in, in, in reading them all. I started with a couple of them that are like prequels to the first movie because I wanted to get a little more background information. 
And then I went through, listened to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and I'm on episode eight right now in order. And I'm going to put them all in in sort of the number seven slot because if you're a fan of sci-fi or if you're a fan of, of good stories or you like Star Wars, the Star Wars audiobook series, all of them are really well written. Um, I have to say that my favorite out of all of them was episode three. I think it was the best written. It had the most background information and there was a lot of, of narration on how the characters felt, how the characters were sort of evolving that, that wasn't in the other books. So if you read any of them, I would recommend episode three. My least favorite of the series was episode... Uh, the the re-releases of episode the original episodes four five and six uh, episode five was written in a mind frame for let's say a child um, and I didn't really care for that style of of writing I'm not really sure why they did that um, but it was it was different than any of the other movies. Uh, audiobook versions and I would hope that somewhere down the line that book gets redone because uh, it was a good book it's just it was written in um, you as you being the character of Luke Skywalker and it was t- you were the one that was going through the story and, and it just didn't really quite fit at all with the rest of the audiobooks it was a strange like twist that was done um, so so yeah episode three would be my favorite uh, the newer versions, uh, newer movie episodes are actually very well written as well. Episode 7 and into episode 8. I've been so busy over the last few weeks that I haven't really gotten deep into episode 8. But that was sort of my lead up into uh, the release of Star Wars Episode 9 coming out in the theaters on the 20th. So I have another uh, couple weeks to finish it and I, I probably will do that. So I wanted to mention that because I really did thoroughly enjoy reading through those. There was a lot of information that you don't get from the movies, a lot of background information, and it is very similar to the movies as well. So it does follow the stories uh, pretty pretty evenly. So, all right, going on. Episode, episode, uh, m- number six on my list. Being a teacher, every so often, I come across a book that sort of catches my eye. And the last couple of years in particular, there's been a lot of incidents at schools. There's been a lot of uproar in the media about mental health, about how that stigma has been around for years and people haven't been able to get the help that they need to get uh, in order to uh, feel better be able to to interact in society better and that type of thing. And so every so often, I come across a title that sort of as a teacher makes me uh, mentally prepared for, for certain things that may or may not happen or uh, potential dangers that may happen, let's say. And to give you an example, several years ago, I read a book on um, active shooter situations and and what you should do during active shooting if you were ever to be a part of it, where you should go, where you shouldn't go, things to watch out for, that type of thing. And just because this is the world that we live in. So this book uh, was a much better book than I expected it to be. It's called Dangerous Personalities. 
An FBI profiler shows you how to identify and protect yourself from harmful people. This is by Joe Navarro and Tony Skyera Pointer, P-O-Y-N-T-E-R, narrated by Stephen Hoy. It's a quick read. It's seven hours and 58 minutes. This book is a five-star book all the way through. Uh, a great premise. Uh, the performance by the narrators is awesome. And the story, I think, is very important. So basically, the publisher's summary here says, We seem to wake up in a new tragedy in the news every day. So often, the reporters say there are there were some signs, but nobody acted. The scary part about these tragedies is less, less than 1% of criminals are incarcerated for their crimes, meaning that every headline, there are millions of dangerous situations out there which average people find themselves in. And so what this book does is it will basically take you through different personality types, whether it's a narcissist or... Um, uh, someone with anger issues, someone with depression, uh, and, and it goes on and on. And it follows a formula through all of these dangerous personalities. And at the end of the summary for that particular type of personality, they go through a over a 100-question ch- checklist that you can use sort of on your own. And they tell you how many, if, if you were to go through and each of these questions fit a person that you know, it sort of gives you a spectrum to gauge on on what you should should follow with that. And it's very interesting. So whether you're a narcissist or you have um, issues with rage or, or anything else like that, you know somebody with these, I should say, um, you can go through that checklist. And if you're, if you're hitting 40 out of the 125, I think, um, you know, you're, you don't really have all that much to worry about. But if you're up in the nineties or above, it's, it's, uh, definitely shows you how by asking questions that you would have never asked yourself before about a specific person, you can gauge the personality type and sort of learn to distance yourself or protect yourself as well as, um, recognize that, Everybody has some of these qualities. It's really the ones that have all of these qualities that we need to worry about. So that one's called, again, Dangerous Personalities. And highly, highly recommend this book to anybody interested in learning how to protect themselves from from dangerous people. All right, moving on. Number five on my list is a person who I've been a big fan of for almost two decades now. Uh, Recently put out a book in May... And because I'm so interested, I listen to his podcast an awful lot. I also am just interested in from seeing him on TV, sort of growing up listening to him on TV. Uh, This one is Adam Savage's book. It's called Every Tool's a Hammer, Lessons from a Lifetime of Making. Written by Adam Savage, narrated by Adam Savage. So it's kind of fun to, to, whenever you have a chance to have an author uh, narrate a book, a lot of times they put more effort into it and you can really get the real life sort of style from listening to them. So I've been a fan of Adam Savage's for, for years and years. I'm not necessarily a maker, but I respect what it takes to be a maker, how much work and preparation and um, the improvisation it takes to to be able to make something and make it be good and to go off and showcase that at... Um, 
various events and things like that, or or the idea of a maker space where communities get together and and um, have a a space where people can build things. So Adam Savage, obviously, he is a he is one of the world's uh, most well-known makers. He's built thousands of projects, special effects for movies, co-hosted on Mythbusters, that type of thing. And this just is a a a long list of experiences he's had his, had in his life, where he started, um, his setup for his maker space, w- tools he likes to have in certain places, um, interactions with uh, working on movie sets. Lots of different things like that. So it's sort of the experiences and the the failures along the way that he's had that have made him who he was today. It's a really great read. This is, again, five stars all around. Five stars for the overall. Five stars for the performance. Adam Savage does a great job narrating. And five stars for the story of the book as well. Okay, now coming in at number four is basically uh, pure escapism at its best um similar to listening to the the entire star wars catalog um this was a book that i avoided for a long time and i heard great things about it and uh the name of the book is called fuzzy nation it's written by john scalzi narrated by will wheaton everybody loves will wheaton and john scalzi does the introduction to the book seven hours and 20 minutes it was a very quick read this is a reimagining of a 1962 book called Little Fuzzy. And basically, John Scalzi uh, went to the estate of the author, asked if he could rewrite it in a more modern way. And um, it's a really interesting story. It is science fiction, but it also has like premises of, of things here on Earth, like things like uh, destruction of natural resources and that type of thing but in this case it's taking place on another planet somewhere else um where they're basically strip mining um for a particular valuable um jewel that is managed by these companies and they come across a a life form unexpectedly that um basically you know as a mega corporation they just wanted to keep uh keep doing what they were doing but um as soon as this life form is found, then there's this investigation that has to be had. Uh, and it's just kind of like a story of like, you know, damaging the rainforest type of thing or, or, or just destruction of, of natural resources in, in, in a way that is put um, outside of our everyday life perspective. And I, I avoided this book for a long time and I heard how good it was. And uh, when I did finally read this book, it was a, a great read it was really enjoyable the narration was awesome uh, again this is fuzzy nation and narrated by will wheaton five stars all the way around really great read if you're just looking for um, a quick read where you you know um, you're looking for a good story let's say back to reality uh, with number three in the past i've always been fascinated by by history and learning from events in in the past and going back and and reading about people's lives from years ago you know we hear about the greatest generation world war ii that type of thing we also hear a lot of cold war stories and 
there's a lot of really fascinating stories that that are out there. And I think I brought this up on a show too. It's called Operation Overflight, a memoir of the U-2 incident. This was written by Francis Gary Powers and Kurt Gentry. And it was narrated by John Lindstrom, 14 hours and 26 minutes. Now this book, uh, Francis Gary Powers, was a pilot, uh, U-2 pilot, and he was in the 60s uh, carrying out operational flights over Russia uh, when the U-2 was basically non-existent and it was flying above 80,000 feet, I believe, and um, basically carrying out these secret flights over Russia um, again and again and again, and um, until Russia actually started finding out about these and they started coming up with ways to actually take the U-2 planes out of the air because they were flying so high, even missiles or rockets or whatever could not take them out of the sky. So eventually he was shot down, he was captured, he was put on trial, and it's a fascinating story about um, the Cold War tension between the United States and Russia and about politics that were involved and how one country would not trust the other country and they were assuming the worst was happening. But really, um, there was a plan for his release that was sort of in the works. Francis Gary Powers didn't know that. um, So he was basically interviewed every day in and out every day um, about what he knew about the United States. He had to stick to a story and um, the things that he went through to number one, be away from his family for so long. Uh, it's just a, a really exhilarating suspense story uh, with a, a really great ending. This book was originally published in 1970, um, but this audiobook was put out in 2015. And so it's a really fascinating look at the, the U-2 uh, spy plane and uh, with with a Cold War, true Cold War story. So this was five stars all the way around, uh, five stars for overall, five stars for performance, and five stars for story. Highly recommend it if you are in, at all interested in history. All right, we're getting close to number one. This is number two. This book, again, is a relatively new book. I had... Uh, it was one of the only times I had reserved a book on Audible before it came out. And for some reason, I was really interested in reading a book about dinosaurs. I don't know why it just came to mind. I haven't learned about dinosaurs since I was in elementary school. So so I saw that this book was coming out and it looked like it was exactly the story that I wanted uh, to hear. It was The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs is the name of the book. A New History of a Lost World. Basically, this was written by Steve Brusat, B-R-U-S-A-T-T-E, narrated by Patrick Lahr, 10 hours and 7 minutes. And this may be another one that I talked about on the show. I'm not sure exactly. An absolutely amazing book about anything you'd like to know about dinosaurs. And from my memory, I had many things mixed up as far as which particular dinosaurs lived in a certain age. And um, 
the whole timeline of, of everything that we know about dinosaurs has evolved so much, even in the last 10 years, that it's a great read to kind of go back and, and learn about. So it, it basically starts with the story about 66 million years ago, the Earth's you know, fearsome and spectacular creatures all of a sudden vanished. And so many people have speculated for years why that was. So it takes you uh, kind of from before that point all the way up until when the dinosaurs were uh, sort of wiped off the face of the earth. And there, I won't give any spoilers of the book, but there's some fast, what I guess what struck me the most is the story of, of, you know, the comet or comets or asteroid, whatever you want to call it, that hit the earth and basically wiped everything out within like a 600 mile radius instantly. And that was kind of thought provoking in itself. But there's so much to all the different types of dinosaurs, how they evolved, why they evolved, uh, the continental shifts, uh, all these different things played an impact in the role. And to, to, up to that point with the extinction and then beyond after that. So five stars all the way around for this book. Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs. Definitely worth checking out. All right, number one. I could have easily picked Rise of the Dinosaurs as as number one. I It, it was such a good book. Uh, this book I'm picking as number one because it's a story that has fascinated me for the last several years. It's a story I, it, I never knew about since this is a true story. Uh, a story I never knew about until there was a television series made on the History Channel about it. And for over 200 years, there has been a search for treasure on an island in Canada called Oak Island. And there's a story in the late 1700s, a group of boys uh, took a boat to an island. They found a depression in, in, the, in a hole in the ground and started to dig. They came across uh, wooden logs. They thought that it might have been an, an abandoned pirate's treasure or something along those similar lines. And I'm sort of speaking uh, out of context here because I don't have all the information in, in front of me. But they ended up digging a, a very deep hole. And every 10 feet, they would come across a new set of logs and a new set of logs. And um, there is so much evidence that something had happened on this island and people have been trying to figure it out for 200 years. The TV show, The Curse of Oak Island, it has been on for seven seasons now. And being that it's on the History Channel, it's pure entertainment. And you have to kind of approach that, that show as, as being only that. They're only going to show you so much about what's going on. Um, but basically, most of the island has been bought by uh, a a company or a group of brothers out of Michigan, they are now spending the summers there uh, sort of doing the research and trying to figure out um, what is actually factual, what is myth, and what um, what the real story is. Now, these guys are multimillionaires. They, they have um, one of them owns a, a, a wine company, had a, a, a an energy company as well. So he's multimillionaire. It's probably a tax write-off for them, to be honest. Um, but there's some compelling finds that they have found. Lots of history has been uncovered. Um, lots of links to other places in the world like France and England. And so something has happened there. So the story of, about uh, a buried treasure there of, of vast amounts has always been 
an interest to the locals there and to anybody who comes across it. This book is a recent publication. Uh, was pre- it was released on March 19th of last year. It's called The Curse of Oak Island, The Story of the World's Longest Treasure Hunt. Now, this book is written by Randall Sullivan, narrated by Braden Wright, 16 hours and 37 minutes long. This book takes the story of Oak Island away from the TV show and just gives you a timeline of all the search efforts that have happened and a timeline of all the events that have happened, um, where they've looked, the things that they've found, why this is such a compelling story uh, from the 1700s and why they think that there's actually some legitimacy to this story and that it's not just a, a, a fox hunt that is never going to end. So The Curse of Oak Island is a great story. If you've never seen the TV show, the TV show is not great by any means. It's a show that I love to hate to love, I guess you would would call it. Um, I watched the show. The narrator on the show is absolutely terrible, um, but so bad that it's good in most most cases. Uh, The book narration is excellent, and I encourage anybody who's interested in... in, um, treasure hunts even if you're interested in fantasy treasure hunts this is sort of a inspiration there's also a lot of history involved in this book um you're talking about things like the knights templar you're talking about um things like the monarchy in england the monarchy in france what could have led up to uh the civil war in the united states so there's a lot of links there um and there's a lot of possibilities of of what could have happened um and it could have involved Spain and um, some of the pillages in South America that were happening. So there's a lot of a lot of ifs and whats, and there's a lot to uncover in trying to figure out what happened because there are there's a lot of truths, but there's a lot of unknowns in the story. So that's number one. Curse of Oak Island is a book that I would highly recommend. All right, so we're going to go through the list one more time here, really quickly. Top 10 favorite audiobook reads of 2019. Number 10 was The Art of Deception by Kevin Mitnick. Number 9 was Wild Escape, The Prison Break from Denimora and the Manhunt that Captured America. Number 8, book 6 of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy called And Another Thing. Book selection number 7 was the entire Star Wars episode uh, audiobook series. Definitely worth checking out. I cheated. I know. I get that. Number six was Dangerous Personalities by Joe Navarro. The taking a look at all the different personality types and keeping yourself safer. Number five was Adam Savage's Every Tool. Every Tool is a Hammer. Number four, Fuzzy Nation by John Scalzi. Number three, Operation Overflight by Francis Gary Powers. Number two, The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs by Steve Brousette. And number one, The Curse of Oak Island by Randall Sullivan. Now, let's talk about one thing I always like to do after giving the top 10. My least favorite audiobook read of 2019. So my least favorite book read of 2019 was one that was recommended to me. And it's something that you have to take under consideration when you when you read a book like this. Um, it makes you look at life a little bit differently, which is always a good thing. Uh, this book was 
was published back in 2007, and it was sort of a big deal back then, um, but has been revised several times. And this is called Freakonomics by Stephen Levitt and Stephen Dubner, and it was narrated by Stephen Dubner, one of the, uh, the authors. And basically, you know, the premise is, you know, there's good and bad to everything, and every everything that's out there has a has a, its own side of the story. So, like, what's what's more dangerous, a gun or a swimming pool? And what do teachers and sumo wrestlers have in common? Why do drug dealers still live with their mothers? And how much do parents really matter? Things like that. And and how did the legalization of abortion affect the rate of violent crime? So they're trying to compare different things necessarily. Uh, and, and sometimes they did a pretty good job of, of doing that. And sometimes it was quite the stretch. So not necessarily my favorite audiobook read, but it did make me think a little bit outside the box. Um, wasn't really my favorite book, but at the same time, it was still a halfway decent read. So Freakonomics is, is something worth checking out. Something worth checking out if you are interested in that type of topic. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the the countdown to my favorite audiobooks. Please go to podnuts.com and check out all the great shows on Podnuts Network. You can go to my website, mrptechreviews.com. I've recently updated YouTube, and I, I put all the shows that were missing up there. Uh, I was probably four or five episodes behind. I've got everything back up to date now on YouTube. So you can check out all of the episodes on YouTube. Go back and listen to all the previous audiobook reviews. They're definitely worth listening to still. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time.